Hey there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey, and I'm thrilled to continue reading Scripture with you throughout the New Testament as we are in Acts chapter 19 now. Acts chapter 19, and this is day number 35 of our journey. Ah, Another milestone. We're making it through together, and it's getting better and better as we go. Acts chapter 19, we're about to dive into it. So, grab your Bible if you can, and listen closely, if you will. Let's unpack and read God's Word together. So, in Acts chapter 18, before we get to 19, we followed Paul as he was continuing his missionary journey, spreading the gospel throughout Greece. And he spent a lot of time in this city called Corinth, this immoral city. And he encountered opposition and he encountered some support. And despite facing challenges, Paul was steadfast. The spirit continued to encourage him, his fellow uh, friends, Priscilla and Aquila, continued to support him and encourage him throughout his way. And then the chapter closed with Paul's departure from Corinth. Um, and Priscilla and Aquila joined him as they set sail for Syria. And so now, as we turn our attention to Acts chapter 19, we find Paul in the city of Ephesus. Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is a very significant city in the Roman Empire, and Paul encounters some disciples who had only received the baptism of John and not of Jesus. And so he explains to them, the full message of Jesus. We're going to see this. And they get to experience the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, receiving the gift of that Holy Spirit. Right? And so we'll see that Ephesus, that prominent city. It's known for its wealth and its culture and its devotion to the goddess named Artemis. And knowing that big context is going to help us as we read through this. Um, We're going to see that they were baptized in the name of John the Baptist, but they didn't know about Jesus. They weren't aware of the significance of Jesus' death and resurrection. Watch how Paul teaches them that. Um, We're going to see Paul perform some miracles, and we're going to see him preach boldly in Ephesus. And as a result of doing that, we're going to see the fruits of his labor. Uh, as a result there and then we're going to see some opposition again as riots are going to erupt so great things uh, to keep our eyes peeled for this clarifies for us the importance of baptism the explanation of baptism the receiving of the Holy Spirit upon baptism upon believing um, and receiving the Holy Spirit as a result uh, of believing as baptism is the public confession of our internal faith. Uh, We're going to see spiritual warfare, opposition that comes along that, and that's something that is a recurring theme that is real, miracles, spiritual warfare. There's a deeper, deeper realm to this and Paul's ability to perform miracles in the opposition that he faces from those that uh, we'll see that are practicing magic. And... We'll get to see the impact of of the gospel and how much it can shape culture. And it will transform Ephesus. Let's watch this. Uh, Let's see all this unfold as we read Acts chapter 19 together. 
So here we go. We'll start in verse 1 and we'll go all the way down to verse 41. Here we go. Verse 1 of Acts chapter 19. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they told him. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Well, into what then were you baptized? He asked them. Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, and that is in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized then in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophecy. Now there were about twelve men in all. Paul entered the synagogue, this is verse 8, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly over a period of three months, arguing and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became hardened and would not believe, slandering the way in front of the crowd, the way, that's, the, that's what being a Christian is in Christ, that's the phrase that we used, that was used, slandering the way in front of the crowd, he withdrew from them, taking the disciples and conducting discussions every day in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years, so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands, so that even face cloths uh, or aprons that touched his skin were brought to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Now some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists also attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them, I know Jesus and I recognize Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they ran out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to everyone who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, they became afraid, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. And many who had become believers came confessing and disclosing their practices. While many of those who practiced magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone, so they calculated their value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the word of the Lord spread and prevailed. Verse 21. After these events, Paul, resol Paul resolved by the Spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem. After I've been there, he said, it is necessary for me to see Rome as well. After sending to Macedonia two of those who assisted him, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time there was a major disturbance about the way. For a person named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, provided a great deal of business for the craftsmen. When he had assembled them as well as the workers engaged in this type of business, he said, Men, 
you know that our prosperity is derived from this business. You see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but almost all of Asia, this man Paul has persuaded and misled a considerable number of people by saying that gods made by hand are not gods. Not only do we run a risk that our business will be discredited, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be despised with her magnificence come to the verge of ruin and the very one of all of Asia and the world worship. I'm going to pause there. The silversmith Demetrius and all the men were making a ton of money. He was building shrines, statues out of silver and making a ton of money from it. He wasn't worried about his salvation. He was worried about his pocketbook, right? So Demetrius was tore up that he was going to lose money from the shrines that he was building and he wanted his whole uprising to come because he was losing money selfish desires get in the way of the lord let's get back in into it verse 28 when they had heard this they were filled with rage and began to cry out great is artemis of the ephesians so the city was filled with confusion and they rushed all together into the amphitheater and they dragged along gaius and aristarchus and the macedonians who were who were Paul's traveling companions. Although Paul wanted to go in before the people, the disciples did not let him in. Even some of the provincial officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent word to him, pleading with him not to venture into the amphitheater. Some were shouting one thing and some another because the assembly was in confusion and most of them didn't know why they'd even come together. Some Jews in the crowd gave instructions to Alexander after they pushed him to the front. Motioning with his hand, Alexander wanted to make his defense to the people. But when the people recognized that he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Verse 35. When the city clerk had calmed the crowd down, he said, People of Ephesus! What person is there who doesn't know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple guardian of the great Artemis and of the image that fell from heaven? Therefore, since these things are undeniable, you must keep calm and not do anything rash. For you have brought these men here who are not temple robbers or blasphemers or of our goddess. So if Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a case against anyone, the courts are in session. And there are preconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it must be decided in the legal assembly. In fact, we must or we run a risk of being charged with rioting for what happened today, since there's no justification that we can give as a reason for this disturbance. Well, after saying this, he dismissed the assembly. And that is the end of our reading of Acts chapter 19. Chapter 19. Let's take a moment to unpack all that we read and all these verses in 19. Through 19, we notice the disciples of John the Baptist and Paul giving clarity that John baptized with a baptism of repentance and was and telling people that they should believe in the one that is going to come after him, and that is in Jesus, because John, John was the forerunner, John the Baptist paving that way for Jesus and telling everybody that greater is one that will come than I, right? And Paul had to make that message clear and explain to them who Jesus is. 
little clarity goes a long way. And so this is an opportunity for us to reflect on our baptism. If we've been baptized and, and the significance of being baptized in the name of Jesus and our promise of receiving the Holy Spirit when we believe, this is great a reminder of just how great Jesus is and being baptized in the mighty name of Jesus and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Okay, That's a reminder of keeping Jesus as the main focus and not allowing any other reason for us to be obedient to his directive of us getting baptized. Notice the courage that we saw in this. We should be inspired by Paul's courage as he continues to persevere in the face of opposition. He trusts in God's strength. He overcomes those obstacles that he continues to face and he continues to proclaim that truth of the gospel even when it is not just unpopular but even when it's dangerous. How he can even in the face of those riots right um, and the witness that we have look again let this let our life um, be that witness consider how it is uh, how is it a testimony and how can it challenge cultural norms and bring about change in our community how can your life bring change? Have a great witness. Share the love and the truth of Jesus Christ to all those around you. Just as we've been seeing, as the church has been exploding in number every day, it's because of the faithfulness of the believers. We need that boldness, that passion, that fervent love and desire to share Jesus with boldness and we can share Jesus with those around us not just those that might want to hear it but to all those that God had put in our circle and that we can start building those relationships so that they're ready to trust in what we say and believe what we say see Paul didn't just show up and do it just like that right Paul spent extended amount of time years at a time building trust, gaining friendships, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ with them. And finally, we know that we're going to face opposition. Maybe not as much as a riot in our life where there's going to be a major uprising um, like we saw Demetrius the silversmith. Right, we might not see something like that where the entire community comes together. No, but we will face it, and we will face opposition. We will face difficulty in sharing the message, and people are going to get mad because they don't want to hear what you have to say. Nobody likes to have their toes stepped on, but that was our calling to share the truth in love, to share the truth in love. We are called to do that in the face of opposition and oftentimes we can't do it alone we need to seek the power of the Holy Spirit and allow God to move through us through the Spirit to say the things that we need to say to do the things we need to do to respond in ways we need to respond for His glory so many great things come from that chapter and will continue to come thank you for joining me today I've enjoyed this reading I look forward to our next one as we get into Acts chapter 20. 
Acts chapter 20. So may you be blessed. May your family be so very blessed. And as a result, may you be a blessing to all those around you. Share the love of Jesus with boldness today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.